Hello, my name is Wes Dawson, and I would like to welcome you to Gabagoolinate. Now, this week is a very special episode, a benchmark episode, a true milestone for the Gabagoolinate family. Now, is that a gross exaggeration? Most definitely. So what's so special about episode 70, you may be asking? Well, nothing really. I just, I really needed an intro for this episode, and I didn't have anything to date, so. So here is the problem with episode 70 and Gabagoolinate as a whole is we are scraping the barrel. Okay, people, the well is dry, the writers are on strike, the sweatshop is all dried up. I am two knuckles deep and I can't seem to find any boogers worth flicking, metaphorically speaking. So instead, I'm going to take some of the failed ideas, some concepts that I haven't quite been able to put to good use as of yet, and we'll go through those and see if there's anything salvageable for next week. The first thing I wanted to recount was a story that uh, took place about six, seven years ago where I found myself falling in love with a chicken. No, I'm not talking about a coward. I'm talking about a literal chicken. So the issue wasn't so much the intricacies of interspecies dating. It was more the resentment I was getting from my family for just giving it to this small bird on a near nightly basis. So obviously that relationship kind of fizzled out and uh, I will be turning it into a novel uh, in the coming months. I remember for one episode, the theme was that I was trapped in a mineshaft and I was forced to broadcast Gabagool and Nate from within this mineshaft waiting for help. But after about six months of writing, nine more weeks of editing, I realized how ridiculous a premise that was and it just would not suit Gabagool and Nate. I also wanted to do an episode examining precisely how long it takes to resort to cannibalism. You know, do you have to be secluded following some tragic event or plane crash? Asking for a friend. So it was at a point I was doing anything to try and come up with new ideas for Gabagool and 8. I was huffing household cleaners to see if my mind could maybe spark some new ideas. I got so desperate, I even turned back to fan suggestions. So of course, the most popular suggestion was shorter episodes slash none at all, which I'm not really sure what they meant by that. Uh, the second most popular was to speak while using a breathier voice. And the third most reoccurring suggestion was kill yourself. So <laughs> my mom, the practical joker. One story I did want to share was going over sort of the events from my last year's winter break when I built a custom sex robot. Now, my producer had strongly urged me against talking about this, even mentioning it briefly in this week's episode, as it had concluded by seeding, uh, how would I say, a couple inches of my pride. So another example of how we are desperately scraping the barrel, of course, is last week's episode, episode 69. Jesus Christ, the whole basis of the episode was, whoa, 69. Yeah. So I guess we'll move on to hard facts. So the first being, it ain't easy coming up with new content, even if it's only eight minutes a week. Trust me. The second hard fact, how you can always tell if someone actually plays guitar based on how they strum their air guitar. So if you look like you're having an epileptic episode and your wrists are curled in at a roughly a 45 degree angle, likely you've never strummed an actual guitar in your life. And people doing that, you're about as bad as the guy air drumming on the bus, just hoping someone asks him, hey, are you a drummer? It's like when I was a 12 year old idiot thinking I was gonna get scouted at a go-kart track to become a NASCAR driver. There's a reason my parents made me sleep in the basement. So for this week's expert panel member, I will be turning the dialogue over to an independent third-party podcast and broadcasting expert to provide some valuable critique of Gabagool and 8, and as well as give it a comparison to other similar shows that it ranks amongst. 
So please allow me to introduce Dr. Will Logan to provide his professional take on Gabagool Innate. Yes, hello, this is Wes Dawson. Thank you so much for being on Gabagool Nate. I cannot express my gratitude for taking your time and providing your expertise on a subject so dear to myself, so dear to my listeners, and something I'm just genuinely intrigued to hear about. So Dr. Logan, welcome to Gabagool Nate. Please, what are your findings? It sucks. Wow, the worst 800 bucks I've ever spent. All right, now moving on to random question time. So my question for this week is, why do buses have the right of way? Now, they say, oh, 50 cars are taken off the road for every bus that's out there. First off, that isn't fucking true in the least. Like, most people aren't on the bus because, well, they're paying for a new car as well as their bus pass and decided to take twice as long to get somewhere and smell other people's BO all day. Okay, so I will entertain this idea. Let's just say that is the case. A bus removes 50 cars off the road. Should the individual in their vehicle not have the right of way to get that one person burning gas off the road as soon as possible as opposed to the bus with 50 people saving 50 cars burning fossil fuels i don't quite get it and another random question is talking about buses how come a yellow school bus well you better damn well swerve off the nearest bridge in order to keep those children safe and that's not a critique of bus safety. I'm, I'm all for that. I'm just saying, how come in Montreal or Laval, which is like a suburb city of Montreal, if you ride a yellow bus, you need lights, signs, and the attention of everybody within a 50-mile radius in order to know that that bus is stopping and a kid is crossing the street. Whereas a lot of these kids ride the city buses. So in Laval, the kid's riding the city bus, door opens, and it's every kid for themselves. I don't quite understand why, depending what vehicle you're on, your safety doesn't seem to quite matter. Well, thank the good Lord Shabugamu, we are at the end of this week's episode, so we're just going to touch on some upcoming subjects. So next week, we're going to discuss Halloween costumes and how the Squid Games costume was apparently too dangerous, too violent for kids to be wearing in school. And of course, if you dress as a rapist, pillager, or murderer, that's perfectly fine. You can dress as a pirate, a Roman soldier, a knight, or Rambo. That's, that's okay. But if you want to play red light, green light, dressed in a green jumpsuit... That is just the most violent thing anybody's ever seen. We're also going to talk about the Montreal mayoral candidates. They have some wonderful ideas for this city, and I am just so excited to see them roll out. Because, you know, I've always been of the opinion, why improve the current city of Montreal or promote positive change? Let's build an entirely new utopian city on top of the old one. We'll just put it up on platforms. There'll be free public transport, affordable housing. They'll just, just handing out free cash to anybody walking by. It's going to be amazing. All you have to do is vote for one of these idiots. So thank you for listening. My name is Wes Dawson. This has been Gabagool Nate. Please listen, like, share, and subscribe.